This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of having Deanna and Jackson Loychuk here from Vancouver to join us on the show with 30 Minute Hit. And that is a workout and it is coming to the U.S. So fasten your seatbelts and we are going to talk about the story of how this company has evolved since 2004 how uh, a couple is, is running the company. So it's your personal and professional lives are very much intertwined and um, you know, where you see the future of your company and where you see the future of the industry. So welcome to the show. Thank you so Thank much you. for having us. Great to be here. Yeah. So, um, so my partner, Dave Fowler, you know, uh, met with you several months ago and we we're intrigued by what you're doing. And, um, seems like you built a very sustainable business and, and methodically built it. Um, so maybe, um, you know, Deanna, do you want to talk about how the company started and how you guys made some personal decisions as not just professional ones? Sure. I'd love to, you know, where, where it really first started was Jackson was running, uh, a large MMA gym in Vancouver, a very successful big, uh, well-known, uh, people coming from all over the world for training. And, uh, we had a few women training, but we knew that we were missing a big portion of the market. And so we came up with the idea of a circuit based high intensity training really before high intensity is as popular as it is now, uh, 15 years ago. And, uh, we started it as uh, a program at our facility and um, in the first year of running that program, we grew from a few class, well, a few sessions to fully staffed with six mornings, three nights, packed, women loving it. So we knew we definitely, you know, created something that the women loved. Women love to hit things. <laughs> and, and this was a, exclusively for women. Yes, it yeah. is. And was yeah. that, was there a reason why you didn't, you know, did, did you feel like they were more comfortable that way? Or what would you find out about the community before you kind of made that decision? Well, boxing's always been a more dominant male gender sport. And yet women love to hit and kick. And uh, so we wanted to try something that was just for the women. Um, uh, it's still very... You know, it's edgy. It's it's not, you know, it's circuit training. People kind of relate that to a curves. It's nothing like a curves, um, but it does provide women to get an incredible workout in half an hour. And yet, we still have uh, we've built an incredible culture at Thirty Minute Hit with an amazing community with our members, and our members become like. I hate to say this word, but they're like disciples. They, they are addicted to our work. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So, so talk about in 2004. So you, 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 uh, Jackson, you were inside of a club running yeah. a program. Was it someone else's club or did you no, guys, no, I owned it. you guys own the club. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and that, talk about your partnership and, and how that evolved, you know, sure. the G rated version. <laughs> Thanks. Well, uh, I think Deanna and I have always been entrepreneurs our whole lives. We haven't had many jobs working for other people. So uh, entrepreneurship is something that's sort of natural for us. And when we see an opportunity, it's easy for us to sort of take the leap and, and have faith that uh, hard work will pay off. So um, when, we, when, we, you know, when we came up with this concept and this idea, it did really revolve around the fact that we had very few women training in the environment. But we could see the ones that did really enjoyed it. You know, I, I have a personal philosophy that women in our culture have been taught not to hit, not to, you know, they're always told, 
you know, be good, be nice. You're not supposed to do that. Right. And not um, anymore. I no, say. Well, no, and you have to remember this was 15 years ago. Sure, sure. And guys always had that natural outlet wrestling, boxing, rugby, football, where they could sort of take out their natural aggressions. And, you know, my personal philosophy is that that, that need and urge is, is there within women as part of our DNA, you know, how we've evolved, but it's been repressed. And so, you know, we, we decided to, to see if we could create something where that outlet was available to them. And you have to remember, again, this was 15 years ago when women doing boxing was still a little bit taboo it's Mm -hmm. it's we were a little bit pioneers i like to think in the women's only sort of uh boxing for fitness concept so so when you started the the first program did you how much of this was um you know we're going to sit down with a whiteboard we're going to figure out like okay here's the revenue per hour (laughs) here's the instructors so so talk about like how you basically said okay look I know that this is going to work. I've been, I live in this, so I know it's going to work. And then I'll put, you know, I'll put the financial metrics and like, think of this as a business person later. Um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it unfolded quite that way. No. It was more of an experiment as Deanna mentioned earlier that, um, we wanted to see if we could, if we could attract, you know, women to the program and if they would get results and if they would enjoy it or not. We, we saw really quickly that, that that was the case and, and it sort of exploded to the point where, where we knew we had something that that was really sustainable and and we could we could grow it was only a couple of years into it where you know we were just booming and we had actually one of our members approach us and say listen i i really i i love it here this feels like a good place for me i'm happiest when i'm here mm-hmm. and i want to do this and indiana always likes to tell the story that she's at first reaction was well no i'm fully staffed we don't need any more trainers right and, but she was like, no, no, I want to be you. I want to do this in another part of the city. That's why we're doing this podcast, by the way. Yeah. And uh, so a, a light bulb went off for us. And uh, so we opened a second, then a third and a fourth location very quickly through members. It was very organic. Um, Is this through franchising or do you do like joint ventures? Or? We did licensing agreements licensing, for, okay. for the first three. Mm-hmm. And then our legal team said, you need to franchise. So that's what we did. And um, we probably sold our first 25 hits all organically, zero marketing, all with members, members that love the program, that were maybe moving to a different province and said, I can't not have this workout in my life. I want to take it to a, somewhere else that, in Canada. Yeah, that seems to be how a number of um, franchisors you know, have evolved. It's basically someone asked to talk about the story that... Uh, you know, Gold's Gym in the 1980s started off with there was someone in San Francisco who was trying to open up a club mm-hmm. and uh, they used to collect all the membership dues up front, you know, and they paid in full. And they basically used to take that money and they use it to, to fund the construction of the club um, before bonding and all sorts of other rules. But it's basically like they, they wanted to license a sign because then it would at least prove that. There's, this gym is probably going to open at some point because it's a name brand. Sure. Um, but I've, we've, we've worked with a lot of different franchisors that started out as licensing companies and then evolved into franchises. But their first five locations, like with Extend, the first five locations were members that moved to another yeah. city and, and like couldn't live without the workout. So I think it's important 
I, I would say like the first the first twenty franchisees of any uh, of any franchise or either will make or break your business. If you get like five of those or even two of those that, that just the relationship doesn't work, it, it could tank the business. So, so those three that yeah. we licensed to are still owners. They own well, multiple awesome. locations. And actually that girl is my executive assistant. She's on our corporate headquarters and works with us daily. So how important, you know, obviously part of this is like, okay, this person's got the personal financial statement to open this up and they've got right. backing and, yeah, but how much of this was about, you know, your level of trust and like, I'm willing to trust this person with my brand? Oh, there's that involved for sure. Then that's grown more and more as we grow. We are obviously more picky with the people that are joining our brand to make sure that they can fit into our team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, we've had to say no to a few people and that's always tough, but. Uh, but it's important. It's important that our brand stays true to who we are and that the team, um, you know, we train a lot together. Our owners are training every two weeks together and they got to keep up and they got to keep training. And uh, training's a big part of ownership. So, yeah, we have to be. Picky. We, we, we feel a real responsibility to our franchisees to make sure that we're only bringing solid people to the team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as we sort of consider that as part of our support system is making sure that we're not adding people that are not a good mix because it's a shared brand. And at the end of the day, these people have made a big investment. You know, they put their trust in us to lead them in the right direction and give them the tools and support and the people around them to succeed. So if we're not bringing really quality people to the team, that's it's just detrimental for everybody. So how has it evolved over time when you're talking about, you know, people are training every two weeks? So what's the radius of how far these franchisees are away? Do you drop people in and and do uh, trainings? No. So we do. We do have training headquarters uh, at a location in Vancouver where probably 20 owners show up every two weeks. But uh, it's done via Skype with everybody else. And it works incredible. So. And, and as you've um, evolved with the programming and, and understand that you got to serve more people, you know, have you done that by building out your corporate team? Have yes. you relied on vendors? You know, what's the <laughs> you what's been the mix? Um, all of our uh, corporate support staff are franchisees. We've hired from within oh, wow. for everything. Yeah. Um, I think we're we're a little bit unique in that regard. Very, um, very uh, I've never heard that before. So you are very IT, unique. Only yeah. our IT department. Yeah, uh-huh. he's the only one that's not a, that's not a franchise. franchise. So if I want to work for you, I got to basically buy a franchise, yeah, and then I can. Yeah, okay, thanks. Um, okay. Yeah, it's you know, it 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 obviously creates uh, a few challenges because you have you know your your corporate staff. Um, wear two hats and there's a dynamic there, you know, especially because they're still franchisees. And so, you know, they need to be able to interact with, you know, their peers. Um, but mm-hmm. at the same time, they, they have to take uh, leadership roles, you know, from a corporate perspective. So sometimes that that takes a lot of skill. Um, so, you know, we're picking these people very carefully so they know where sort of they need to be and boundaries within what they're doing. So I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that it's necessarily an an easy route to go, and I wouldn't say that it would work for um, any franchise model. But for us, um, we've put a, a, a lot of resources into making sure that those people have the skill sets and the tools to do the job properly. So they're, um, they're so dedicated. Our team loves to see the brand grow, mm-hmm. right? They, of course they do. They're a franchisee. They sure. want us to grow to 500, 750 right. units. Why not? It, it only helps the brand. So they're re- very dedicated, but they're also dedicated that every new franchisee has the support of all these 
veterans, right, right. that have been around right. for 10 years that know everything. They want to help them grow. And if they see, you know, if we say, hey, they might need a call this week, they're the ones calling and may, and helping them, saying, yeah, okay, this is what I've done in that situation. So that experience is invaluable. I mean, you you know, it's it's very difficult to it would be hard at this stage, the way we've grown to imagine hiring someone that that doesn't have the same experience as a franchisee. It would yeah. it would be so inefficient. So how do you um, how do you think about managing the business now at your current size versus, you know, when you were three or four? Like, what, what, how, are, how have your individual roles changed? <laughs> well, I've had to learn to give up doing a lot of tasks. That's my biggest challenge as a person is uh, I like to micromanage everything. And, uh, but I've grown and uh, allowing staff more, more responsibilities and uh, taking charge, making decisions. And now people just report to us. And so we're kind of like the puppeteer at the top and all our teams are working for us. And we have meetings weekly with every group, like our marketing team, our training development team, mm-hmm. and they come to us. And, um, and, and I've learned to trust more. We had this, uh, there's a quote in our calendar that I'll give you. It's, uh, it says, just tell, tell someone what you need done and let them figure out how to do it. And they might surprise you with their ingenuity. So and I've got, you, you know, got to look at it that way. I think I agree. Our corporate staff, um, most of them and they're in the, you know, mid thirties, and uh, they come to stuff, come to the table with stuff that I didn't even think of, mm-hmm. and so they're they're really on it. Yeah. They are. Hey, so. It's it's a good feeling when you delegate something and they, they come do, back and do a better, better job, job than, than you would have. Yeah, right, sure. right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone says you got to hire smarter people than absolutely. absolutely you can, but now they also have to own a franchise, so you got like <laughs> you got like two filters uh, on that front. So you know, as you 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 you're, you're married, you've got a, a a great sustainable business. You seem like you've got a great network, and people are getting results. You know, how do you define? You know, what does success look like? Because as, as an example, someone said to me, like, where do you want to be in five years? I'm like, right where I am right now. Like, uh, this is yeah. totally cool. Like, I'm very happy about it. So how do you think about the pressure to grow because everyone else is growing? And you're like, okay, I, you know, nine rounds got this amount. And, you yeah. know, anytime's got this. And, yeah. you know, why isn't 30 minute hit this? And you're like, you know what? Like, this is my business. I want to do what I want with it. And it's going to grow at the pace that it should grow. How, how do you guys think about that when you see, like... You know, Inc. 5000 and I want to be this, but my, maybe I, I'm fine being this. I, I think though we're growing so responsible. So, you know, yes, our competition might have 500 units, but I don't know how well supported those units are. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is one thing that's really, really true to Jackson and I is that our franchisees are we're making money and they're successful and happy and happy. And they have a, they have a real work life balance where, yeah. where they're not just, it's not just about the dollars and cents. Um, they're actually enjoying what they do and they're making a difference in other people's lives. So for us, our success has always been the success of our franchisees first and foremost. Sure. And if they're, if they're doing well and they're happy, then we're doing well and we're happy. Um, and the second that we sort of decide that we need to grow faster than that allows, I think, we're headed down a dangerous road. But we're mm. ready. We're ready. We're coming to the U.S. We have, I don't know, a dozen new locations opening uh, this year. Yeah. So, well, um, in the next couple months. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, the U.S. is going to love us. I think I think it needs to be kept <laughs> in pers- perspective, too, that our, our competitors that have a few hundred locations 
we started in Canada. We have a tenth of the population. So you know, when you when you sort of do it by size, we're on, we're we're at a good growth rate. And now just entering the U.S., that 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 growth will definitely accelerate. How do you um how do you still make sure that everyone understands throughout the organization? At the end of the day, like we're in business to help you know the member change their life. And, you know, we could put all these cool marketing programs in place and we can, you know, train you on this. But at the end of the day, you know, a lot to just to to go through a couple of things, we're working with a a couple of different franchises and the investors that are looking at the deal are just looking at, okay, what's top line revenue and, you know, what's the number of members and what's the churn rate. It's like, hold on a second. (laughs) Let's just stop for a second and just say like, all right, are the people that belong to these, you know, 150 locations, are they getting results? And are they spreading the word? And is there a reason why maybe this club is contracted? But let's start with the fact, like, does this brand and these people get people results? So how do you think about, you know, okay, we're looking at the top line. Here's how many locations. We've got these employees that are franchisees. But at the end of the day, like, you probably helped, like, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand people, you know, lose weight, feel better about themselves and, you know, stand up stronger. Um, Yeah. I mean, the results... um are easy to see in, in our members. But one would assume that results are all about uh, someone coming in and losing some weight, you know, getting in shape physically. And that's a big part of it. Um, you know, For if sure. you go to our website, you can see our before and after testimonials from our members. And they're all real, you know, unlike, you know, some in the business who fudge those things, every single thing that we post on our website is real. All of our trainers, we don't use models, all of all, everything that you see in our marketing and our advertising are um, real, real members of the 30 minute hit community in one way or another, whether they're members or trainers or owners. But what's surprising to most people is, or most of our members is the other, the other things that they see as far as results in, you know, emotional fitness and really being happier as a person, not just losing weight and or not just getting fit. There's there's a much bigger piece to the puzzle when they join the 30 minute hit community. Um, they get you know, they feel better emotionally, physically, mentally. And it's it's a real life changer. I don't know if you've changer. ever hit bags before, but um, yeah, I've hit a couple. Yeah. When you hit- not bragging, but just reporting <laughs> okay. back to you. Well, what you feel after hitting the bags is incredible. And I don't think the women understand that when they first come in for a free trial. Mm-hmm. But after doing it for a few weeks, they it's a release that women need. And uh, they feel amazing. And our testimonials, when you read them, you know, we have thousands and thousands of women that say it's how I feel. It's, it, yeah, for sure I'm going to look better in my jeans and look better in that little black dress at Christmas. But... It's how they feel when they leave. And we have such, like I said at the beginning of this, is the community that we offer. It's incredible. Uh, it's very supportive. Women helping women. You know, moms being better moms. Uh, wives being better with their husbands. You know, everything. Better better, better at their work. Uh, the energy that they get. And we have countless testimonials of these women saying, you know, I'm a better person because of your workout. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's the best. And sure. I know that our owners, you know, they, they get presents from their members and letters saying you changed my life. And I think that's what this franchise is given to those owners, those franchise owners is that they're like, oh my God, these women, they're coming to me, you know, at Christmas and they're all giving me presents and telling me like, you've changed my life. You've changed my life. I think a big portion of that success and that measurement in results is the simple fact that we that we have grown responsibly 
and have been able to focus on real quality, meaning that when, you know, a member signs up, she's not just going to go there to sweat. She's actually going to learn proper punching and kicking technique. And when people learn, they, they, they're really fulfilled. They, they feel rewarded for their time in, not just about sort of how much they've sweat or if they've lost a couple inches or a couple pounds. But when they actually improve, they see noticeable improvements in a skill. It's really rewarding and they feel better about themselves. Um, mm. And so that that is a real differentiator of us. Um, you know, not that just our focus is, is on women and we have an accessible brand, you know, that's not intimidating and, and is really accessible by anybody, whether it's, you know, someone who's, who hasn't worked out in years or, or is really a, you know, a competitive athlete and looking to do some cross training, we can fit all of those requirements. But at the end of the day, you know, one of the big differentiators for us is that, that focus on quality. As Deanna said, we're, we're constantly pushing our, our owners and their trainers to make sure that their, their game is on point and that when someone steps on the floor, they're going to get real quality instruction and they're going to learn, you know, how to do it properly. And, and are you, um, from a, a choreograph and from a, a workout regimen, are you changing that up or ha- how does that yeah, work sure. from a content standpoint? We have different levels at every station. Um, we do fun things. We have a technique of the week that we bring in every week. That's very challenging to our members. And uh, so if you're hitting, you know, three or four times a week by the fourth hit, you're going to see, you know, yourself improve in that one uh, new technique of the week. No two workouts are ever the same. Yeah. We have thousands and thousands of different combinations. You know, yeah. and do, does he is that curated at the franchisee level, or is that something top down? No, it's all systemized, top down. So they 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 have control based on the system of what they want to implement. Um, but technique of the week, for instance, is franchise wide. So there's a consistency, because. You know, a membership benefit in our program is that if you're a member at any 30-minute hit, you can train at any of our locations. So we need to have that same consistency. If if the technique of the week is we have a member that lives in Seattle and, and happens to be in Texas, um, you know, that same. week, it's the same. They walk mm-hmm. in and they get the same experience. Um, you know, the expectation needs to be the same. Got it. So as you look to enter the U.S., what's your is your plan to kind of start in the Pacific Northwest and Seattle and work your way down, or is it uh, <laughs> is it a catch-all? Uh, we have, a, I think, six locations opening now in Texas. Great. Uh, is that one franchisee? Or no, no, all individual. We okay. sell one unit at, at a time. Okay. Were yeah. they members before? No. Do they work for the franchise? Or no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we're opening in uh, Denver, Colorado, Memphis, Tennessee. Great. California. California. Well, yeah. Wash, Seattle. Yeah. Uh, Miami. Yeah. So it's so it's spread out. It's and these spread were all out. inbound uh, inquiries that uh, people that found out about it through marketing, yeah. marketing, marketing efforts. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Brokers. Yeah. So what else um, should uh, should the, the Halo community know about? You know, reasons to you know w- within all the FTD regulations. You know what? Mm. What should we know? Um, you know, from the unique standpoint. Obviously, you've got a culture that seems like it's yes, for, for you know best in class and. You know, your franchisees are your employees, so they're obviously, you know, run the, running the model and tweaking it, which is very helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what else would you I like to share? It's fun. And I think we, we've kind of stepped <laughs> over that, right? It's yeah. fun. The workout is fun. You know, when you start the circuit, you know you're not going to ever leave it in that half an hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've got that support of a trainer at all times. Um, they're fun. You're, you're working along with all these other women. 
you know, running a franchise of a 30 minute hit is fun. The owners love it because of the flexibility they get as being a, maybe a young mom and uh, they're able to um, have, you know, really well-trained staff so that they're spending more time with their kids. It's that flexible lifestyle, I think. And uh, it's a fun business to run. You know, we're not filling somebody with I don't know, chicken wings, you know, we're, we're helping women. Yeah. Well, we're going to go after all those, uh, processed food companies and <laughs> telling some the other day that like they had like a 16 ounce bottle of, uh, Dr. Pepper and it's got like 66 grams of sugar, which is like 14 teaspoons. Yeah. Somehow that's the NFL, like the beverage of the NFL. I'm like, what? Well, can we call these people out? <laughs> like, can you help us yeah. educate the world on what sugar's doing to people's yeah. Uh, yeah. diets? It's, it's definitely crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's an inspiring lifestyle. Uh, absolutely. And that's, that's sort of first and foremost. And when we were selecting candidates, that's what we're looking for is yeah. we're looking for people it's not, you know, it's not just do you have the financial wherewithal to invest in this business, right? There's, as we talked earlier, there's dollars and cents, and it's a good business model. It For can, sure. it can throw really good returns. Which, and you know, the fitness industry in general is hot right now because you know, um, there's, there's, there's good money to be made in the right business. But to empower women right now is huge. Mm-hmm. Empowering women at this time with fitness and boxing, you can't get those three things are the most important things right now. And that's what's that's what where the market's going. So definitely, Agreed. sort of the perfect storm right now. Agreed. Yeah. So we've got fun. We've got franchisee involvement. We've got passionate uh, uh, leaders here, and uh, we look forward to working with you as you enter the U.S. And uh, thanks. Hopefully, uh, we've got all the best uh, players uh, partnering with you in the future, and look forward yeah, to uh, to having yeah. fun. Doing we're, it. Yeah, we're ready. We love New York. <laughs> All right. You can put one up here. We got some space downstairs. Okay. All right. Let's talk. All right. Great to have you on the show. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, okay. Bye. Right, cool.